Brooks. Joining us, joining us right now is from South Kingstown, and it is uh, her the, the mom that is known, Nicole Solis. Nicole, good afternoon, and thank you for joining us on the John DePietro Show. Hi, John. Thanks for having me. First of all, I want to applaud you for getting involved, for saying, you know, I want to be part of the community. I have children. I'd like to know what's involved here. A lot of people go along to get along. But number one, you should feel good about, you know what, I want to be involved. I want to be those one of the parents, one of the people in the community that are basically involved and not just on the sidelines. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And I hope more parents will get involved too, either by going to school committee meetings, reading up on their policies that are posted online about their schools, and asking more questions so that way they, they know what's going on and um, you know, it's also important to ask your kids when they come home, what are they learning? But really getting involved directly with your school leadership is what is going to make a difference. Nicole, critical race theory, it's new. Uh, it's one of those things that's still kind of evolving. People hear about it. Uh, people, that, I was just saying, people, if you pay attention, many times when there's something new that hits the news, there's always stories that maybe teachers aren't given proper guidance. Maybe people have different interpretations of things. So this is new where they kind of want to change the nature and the way that our history is being taught. And, and it is new that they want to introduce racism as a form of, um, you know, education inside the classroom. Yeah, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about what critical race theory really is. And my understanding of it is, is that it focuses on race as the driving force in everything in society. And um, in practice, it it then gets to school children in these, these uh, harmful practices. Um, it makes race the center of all analysis in society. And so it then forces children to focus on race including their own race and skin color and the skin color and race of their schoolmates. And then it divides people into different categories or levels of either oppressor or oppressed based on your skin color. And as it's practiced in many places, it can segregate students by skin color. It race shames students who are classified as white and then seeks to hold them emotionally responsible for past wrongs, which they as innocent children had nothing to do with. And most importantly, it, it only perpetuates racial conflict. Um, so you start with this academic premise that race is the key to everything. Um, and then you actually end up only perpetuating more, more racism from that. You know, uh, and not only that, as I was saying, you know, many times in schools, let's face it, um, teachers try to have their own spin on things or make it creative. And especially when there's something new like this, um, I, I don't want to say uncharted territory, but it's a little bit because it can spiral out. And, you know, you have different examples. I remember being in like fifth grade or sixth grade and the teacher wanted to put a different spin on you know, the American Revolution. So she wanted to hang on, kind of act out a play and, and that type of so teachers are always looking for a different way to kind of do it or make kids understand. And and the problem with that, Nicole, is 
anyone that follows the news, I mean, there's always now stories of teachers that decide they're going to come up with a different way and have the kids in, you know, fourth grade uh, reenact the George Floyd situation in Minneapolis and then discuss it. And like these things can really spiral out. We certainly hear it with sex education. But so when you're just trying to get basic information, I'm thinking in a perfect world, you A, get the answers you're looking for. And number two, you're welcome to be brought in, take a tour. Like, you know, hey, we want you to be part of the community. Come on in and let's see if we can answer any questions you have. Yeah, and I think that parental involvement is really key. Um, I, I, I want transparency. So if teachers want to take a new spin on teaching very important parts of history, uh, maybe it's important to let parents know what your ideas are. Um, having a tour, seeing the curriculum, I think those are all really basic ways that a school can be transparent with a parent. Um, I don't think it's unreasonable to ask, and I think a lot of parents need to ask that, too. And you know what else, Nicole? There's also an element of age appropriateness. So, for instance, you know, you stumbled into what I don't know stumbled into is the right word, but you found out that already in South Kingstown that they're talking, you know, everything's now or they're trying to make it non-gender. Uh, you don't say boys. You don't say girls. I saw the thing of let's talk about the first Thanksgiving and what could be done differently. Well, you know, like everything, a lot of that stuff, it may sound that oh well that that's reasonable but then you wonder about age appropriateness and how it can be interpreted how it can be confusing to children we've heard teachers around the country they make the white students stand up and apologize to all the minority students in the classroom there is definitely an agenda going on of people of you know and and a lot of times it's actually people that are white that are obsessed with this you know the white privilege and we need to amend for what's happened in the past and and the fact is if that's a public school parents like yourself have a right to find out how is this going to be implemented how is it going to be taught uh, different grade levels there's different discussions to me these are all very reasonable questions that you have Yes, yes. And, you know, the examples of race shaming that you had, they're outrageous. Um, when it comes to how my school that I contacted doesn't use um, gender terminology, that they embed ideals of gender identity into the curriculum, I want to know exactly how that happens. And I think parents are really at a loss because a school may say, well, we don't formally adopt CRT in the curriculum or we don't, you know, have it as a part of the curriculum and that's that's told to you as a way to, it's a false sense of security because if it's not formally in the curriculum and they're not being transparent about it, it only serves to obfuscate what is really happening in the classroom. So for me, it's not good enough to hear that, well, we include elements of this theory somehow in lessons, I want to know exactly how it's included um, because parents have a right to opt out of objectionable material. But if we don't know what that material is, we're not going to be able to exercise our rights to opt out. Yep. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know why if all of these CRT concepts and gender theory concepts 
if they're if they're being presented as things that are actually very good to learn for kids, well then why isn't it transparent? Why are we why why is a school hiding it? Um, so it's it's very frustrating I think for a parent to be in that position, which is why I started submitting my public records requests at the direction of the school. And I think that if parents are not getting answers from the people that they're talking to or emailing or calling, then this is really a way to compel answers to those difficult questions. And I want people to understand, uh, you know, Nicole, like everyone that's listing, whether you're in Rhode Island, anywhere in the country, you have a right to get answers. Nicole was being blown off. They just didn't feel like answering it. They didn't invite her in, as I said, to have a discussion about it. They told her, no, just fill what's called an APRA request. And people in the media have to fill them all the time to get public records. And as Nicole was doing exactly what they, that was the uh, the, the, the method that they wanted. That was the mechanism. They said, this is what you use to try to get your answers. It was based on that, Nicole. And the part that I want to hear about is your reaction when you heard they're the ones that made it public. It's not like they're the ones decided to put your name on the agenda for the school committee to meet last Wednesday, potential legal action. Now, again, that is like so beyond the pale. You're a private citizen. Uh, I would imagine this was done without warning. They didn't even follow through with it, which is even worse in some way. But that is, to me, the most damaging thing about it is you single out an individual, private citizen, and basically say, we're going to make an example out of this person and put it on public notice. We're going to discuss whether or not we're going to take legal action against her. Yeah, that that was shocking to me. When I saw that on the agenda, um, I immediately felt like they were retaliating against me. And, you know, I just also want to emphasize that I I was told to submit a lot of my questions, yep. submit my questions, specifically because I had so many. Um, I was told that due to the scope of my questions to submit public records requests. So, you know, now I'm put on this agenda because... I had a very big scope of questions. I had a lot, and now I'm being retaliated against. Um, I think there were a lot of better ways that that could have been handled if, if it was overwhelming to them. I didn't have any idea that it was overwhelming because I was in constant contact with the school by submitting requests, getting responses back either with responsive documents or with estimates on how much it would cost me to purchase responsive documents. And then out of the blue, I'm, I'm on this agenda. It's my first and last name. And um, I don't, I've never seen that before. I think that when the school committee, um, I, I think they could have not put my name on the agenda, but still maybe had some kind of public meeting to discuss this. Yes, so that, yeah. That really felt like a deliberate retaliation against me. It was. And Nicole, I am curious, as you were getting more information, again, folks, we're speaking with South Kingstown mom, Nicole Solis, who was merely trying to get more information about South Kingstown. Her daughter's going to be entering kindergarten next year. They certainly didn't like it. They resented it. They made her the focal point. Um, were you getting, like, what, what did you find through the request? Were you finding, do they have solid foundation of critical race theory were they able to explain it were they able to back it up were you getting some like what did you find through your requests 
Well, I didn't see it in the in the curriculum, but based on what the principal told me they they do, I knew or I at least suspected that it was being taught. Yep. I also saw on the school's official Facebook page that they had um, taught a book that was either written by or co-written by Jason Reynolds, who um, was a co-writer with Ibram Kendi. Yep. Um, and another book. So um, I, I also, you know, so really on their Facebook page is where I was getting a lot of information about how this is creeping into the curriculum. Hmm. Um, so I am still waiting on getting responsive documents to my APRA request, um, which I paid over $300 oh, to get. my God. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's difficult to be trying to get this information and then facing this uh, amount of money that I have to pay. Originally, when I had asked for the emails of a school committee member, the estimate came back as around $9,700. Oh, my which, God. Yeah, which, which no one can afford. No, that's you know? ludicrous. Come on. Right, and, wow. and I felt like I, I had to sort of uncover anything I could to understand how this is creeping into the curriculum. Um, I, can, I, I know that the school committee is reviewing an uh, a policy like they have they're reviewing a hiring policy which calls for explicit racial quotas in the in the hiring oh. of, of people in the South Kingstown school district so wow. yeah and as we know that's illegal um, that is definitely not part of the traditional civil rights um, movement to be hiring people specifically based on race and again this this policy is uh, under review, and I guess we'll have to wait and see what they do with it. Yeah, what predates you is, and you probably know this, but one member of the school committee, I mean, it's a complete conflict of interest. The person is paid as a full-time person by the union, and they also sit at the school committee. I mean, it, that should not go on, but the voters elected that person. Um, but that also just also shows... You know, they just I mean, it's it's a little broken to begin with. But, Nicole, I want to touch on one of the comments that one of the people that got up. And again, folks, we speak with South Kingstown mom, Nicole Solis, who um, got up and and it's such a simplistic way that they try to argue. And that is, well, if you if you're against teaching against anti-racism, that makes you a racist. That is absolutely absurd. The fact that that's met with applause and, you know, that is like the old guys of when did you stop beating your wife? That That is nothing to do with the, the matter, what we're talking about. But look at the way that that's framed for someone that really doesn't know the elements of the issue. And that is, oh, well, if you're against this, that means you're a racist. It was shocking yeah. to have that statement be made by a school committee member, and I think it was the state. I think it was. I think it was supposed to be the statement of the entire school committee. I'm wow. Sure. Um, and you know, we started out this meeting as sort of a procedural issue of okay, there's over 160 APRA requests, and then it quickly. I mean, right at the top of the meeting, turned into this. Uh, retaliation against me with that statement, and that's that's really exactly the retaliation that that parents fear when they come out like this, uh, just for asking questions, just for wanting to know what's going on. 
with the curriculum and what their kids are learning. So, yeah. you know, that, that statement should be retracted. Yes. Um, I, I definitely deserve an apology for that statement. Um, and as I said before in previous interviews, that that should cause the, the chair of the school committee to resign. I completely agree with you. And you know what else, though? There is a pattern of, and you see it, where, for instance, you know, years ago, when when people were deciding to do homeschooling, uh, they were immediately portrayed by those on the left or the teachers unions or just some of their allies that they were odd and that they were like right wing religious kooks. Uh, the name calling and the framing that goes on, it's just... Uh, it's really terrible and it's it's abhorrent, but that's all part of it. That if someone questions it, their method of striking back is let's label them that they're some kind of like a right wing, you know, nut. Like you really also see it with the the people that are pro life. They're then portrayed as they're the you know they're odd, they're unusual. You don't want to be associated with them. They're this unusual group that are stuck in the past. Um, what has the reaction been? How has your life changed in the past week? Oh, my gosh. Um, I've been getting overwhelming messages of support from parents in in my town, in my state. Good. All, all over the country. Good. Um, people are trying to get in touch with me directly or through other people. Um, the messages of support are so helpful because I know that I face a lot of backlash so every time I get another message I sort of breathe a sigh of relief um I've also had people asking to donate to uh, me wow good yeah um I mean people for I had someone call me left a voicemail from Arizona um I think in Massachusetts so I had someone um tell me the night before the school committee meeting in Palm Beach that they were going to sign on and watch the school committee meeting from Palm Beach. Oh, wow. That's never been done before. That was so moving. I just, you know, the school committee meeting was, I think, almost five hours. So that that's really that was really something to me that someone actually took the time to tell me that they were going to do that. Um, so I, I think that it's obvious that there's that there are a lot of parents that are fighting this. And um, we need more and more parents to come out and fight this, too, because the more of us that ask questions and the more of us that that challenge these really divisive concepts being taught will make a difference because they retaliated against me. It looked like I was just one person. Yep. It's really hard to retaliate against 100 parents instead of just one to retaliate against 1,000, you know. So the more parents that come out against this, again, the harder it's going to be for a school to retaliate against the person. And instead, they will have to look at the problem and not focus so much on the people that are that are asking these questions. Folks, again, we're speaking with South Kingstown mom, Nicole Solis. And something else that, you know, Nicole, what I like is you've drawn awareness and there are people that maybe in the past, they, they haven't paid attention or attended a school committee meeting and they realize they should but they may be a little reticent to do it. But what people need to understand is many times, you know, when that door closes in the classroom and your child is in that classroom and in the system for the next hour, and that is five days a week, they, the power that is being taught, the person at the head of the classroom, 
People have a right to know exactly what instruction is going to be taught that way. They're framing, you know, they're framing young minds. Um, I don't want to get off track here, but anyone that paid attention to a lot of the violent protests last summer, you know, just locally in Providence, there was the Columbus, Christopher Columbus statue was vandalized. And what a lot of people didn't pick up on was the, the person that was arrested for vandalizing it was a history teacher from Pawtucket. So my question is, you know, what do they think is being taught in that classroom when you have a public school teacher being arrested? Parents, grandparents have every right to say how are certain events being taught? How is this being presented? Uh, we're not talking about someone deciding the new math. These are, this is history that they're trying to rewrite. Yeah, you're right. Parents have a right to ask. They're entitled to answer. And I would also like to expand that to even people that are not parents. Yes. You're a taxpayer. Yep. Your money is paying for these lessons to happen. And I know that I've also had people reach out to me and say that, oh, you know, they say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not a parent. I don't have a kid in the system. Well, your money is in the system. That's right. And I and I, I think a great response to that, which, you know, I can't emphasize enough that that shouldn't even be a response to someone, but a great response to that is, well, if, um, if my voice isn't important because I don't have kids in the system, then give me my money back. Yes. Paying into that system. So as long as you're paying for your public school, you have a right to go to the school committee meetings and ask your questions, get your answers. Folks, again, we're speaking with Nicole Solis, the mom from South Kingstown, who, um, you know, Nicole, again, I, I just I feel awful for you, for your family. They're the ones that inflame this. They're the ones that put your name in the agenda. They're the ones, make no mistake about it, trying to single you out, um, almost like make an example out of you. And but you are seeing, for instance, I saw this morning on Fox, parents in Virginia are fighting back on critical race theory. Um, th- this is new territory. This is a time for people to be engaged, be vocal. Uh, th- this people have a right to know how the events of 2021 are now going to be presented to young children in the classroom. This is no longer people talking about, you know, liberal college campuses. This is kindergarten. This is first grade and up that they're starting to integrate the whole thing of, oh, no, no, there's no boys and girls. There's no gender. And I the whole thing of what would they do differently at the first Thanksgiving? I mean, to me, that is like the tip of the iceberg of where all this is leading. Yeah, you know, that question in particular bothered me because uh, a five-year-old does not have a comprehensive understanding of history. I remember learning about Thanksgiving as a kid. And I would have no idea how to respond to a question like that at five years old. I, I don't even know if I could respond to that right now, um, simply because I, I don't know how things could have been done differently. And um, it's not fair to ask a child that. And if it's starting in kindergarten, then I think it's important to know what's going on in every grade level at your school. And Nicole, I also, um, I'm just curious, I, I think I read or heard that the uh, when you were trying to get the same type of information from, a, I think it was like a charter school, boom, five minutes, sure, come in for, for uh, you know, if you want to go on a tour, we'll tell you exactly what the curriculum is. Would, would this also really stood out to me 
was the fact that this was the South Kingstown school system, school committee. They're the ones that were, and the way I interpret it, they were basically blowing you off, hoping you would just go away, which a lot of people do. But um, but you, you found a completely different response when you were trying to get answers elsewhere. Right. The, the two charter schools that are in South Kingstown have their curriculum on the website. It's right there. You can click on it. It says curriculum. Um, it was easy to get a tour of another school. Scheduled it right there when I called. I, I don't know what the intentions are when, you know, I couldn't get this information. I just knew that it was um, concerning. So here we are. <laughs> You know, I just have another quick, I, I'm curious, in, in the, um, let's say, kindergarten or first grade, South Kingstown, do they even have a boys' room anymore, boys' lavatory, girls' room, or is everything just, you know, g- gender neutral? Oh, I can't speak to that. Okay. I mean, I haven't had a, I haven't had a tour. So, okay. Um, I don't know. And And what about, I mean, and maybe you don't know, but, you know, just in, in gym class, uh, is everybody all together or do they, you know, I remember they'd separate the boys over here. There are boys teams. There are girls teams. Um, listen, whether people like it or not, uh, you know, men are stronger. doesn't mean better. Just mean they're built differently. Uh, they can run faster. That's why in the Olympics they have, you know, the men's race and then the women's race. And same thing with swimming. I know some people want to teach I think there's a difference between it doesn't mean a male is better, but I don't think you do the children a service if you you continue this this whole down this course of no, there's no difference. Everybody's the same. That's that's just not the case. That's not true. That's why. And I'd say the Olympics, you have the men. If you took the top woman sprinter in the world and put her in with the top 10 men sprinters, she would finish dead last. I mean, these are this is just basic genetics. That's how humans are. There's a difference between trying to inclusiveness and equality. And it's like they're trying to defy nature. Yeah, so you're you're touching upon the controversy of gender identity um, and, you know, how that starts to be taught to kids in school. I know that at, in South Kingstown School District, um, in terms of gender identity, they have a, a an active policy that was adopted, I think, in 2017 that allows school, it allows the school to assist in a student's gender transition without the consent or notification of a parent. Oh, my God. If the the school finds that um, it's not safe to involve the parent. That is outrageous to me. Wow. Um, You know, I think, I mean, I think I'm not sure. I think you have to get consent from a parent to give a, a child aspirin. So to think that a school could decide that they will help your your child assist in a gender transition without telling you is really outrageous to me. Um, I did bring that policy to the attention of the school committee 
and they said that they would review it, and I have to follow up on that. I don't know if you caught, and I won't keep you much longer, but folks, we're speaking with South Kingstown mom, Nicole Salas. Uh, if you caught the 60 Minutes piece with Leslie Stahl, which she caught a lot of flack for, by the way, as did 60 Minutes. But they had this young guy who he, you know, was kind of depressed and felt bullied. And then someone said, well, you'd probably be happier as a female. So he's like, okay. So after two meetings, they removed his testicles and he said he went from being depressed to suicidal and couldn't believe just how fast the whole thing you know went from zero to 60 and that's what people you know you're exactly right you can't give a child aspirin but without the parent consent they they start to teach these kids the reason you're being bullied is because you're you're you know you should have been born a girl or you should have been born a boy and kids are you know, they're, they're very influential and they're at a very tender age and they, they go along with this. And then they find that their their life has spiraled out of control, that that's that's not what was wrong. But, boy, that is. Um, and again, I don't want to go too far off on that. Did you see the 60 Minutes piece with Leslie Stahl that I'm referring to? I have seen clips of that. OK, talking about yeah. But people need to understand that could be going on in the classroom. By, by the way, Nicole, before I let you go, you were terrific on Fox and Friends. You were great on Tucker. People don't realize uh, that is not easy to do. She can't see them. She's just listening to them through the earpiece. Sometimes it can be a delay. You handled it with poise. Uh, you got your story across very, very effectively. You should feel great about that. And you have really sparked a conversation that is so important. So I commend you. I, com- I commend your very supportive spouse and your family. And so uh, anything else you want to leave with us or any words of encouragement to other parents that are out there that maybe are feeling the same thing? Thanks, John. Yeah, I just want to, again, um, encourage parents to ask your questions and submit your public records request if you feel like your questions are not being answered in a meaningful way. Um, parent involvement is is vital to our kids, and it's worth the risk of retaliation to protect our kids. Folks, she is Nicole. So, Nicole, again, great job. Great to talk to you, and I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you so much. All right, folks, there she is. And um, 